0: Your Island, live and local, with your host, Tom Shalero, on 1039 LI News Radio. And once again, welcome back as we're heading up to that two o'clock uh, hour. Now, ever since, ever since our own Frank McKay uh, and landed over there in the Ukraine area. In Romania, Bulgaria, Poland, and that whole area, that whole troublesome area of the the world today. Uh, He's been calling on. He's been calling on to numerous uh, radio broadcasts, TV, and so on. And again, I want to thank him for that. Just uh, really letting our listeners know uh, many of you are writing in and wishing Frank well and to stay safe and so on. So it's been about a week now, and we got Frank with us. Uh, Frank, how you doing? It's been about a week since you've been out of the united states and and covering this for us here on la news radio how you feeling
1: I, i'm doing good i'm tired you know but i'm i'm doing good and uh and today uh it, today i'm in uh i'm right across the border in in poland but like right across from uh from the ukraine um and uh, you know i've spent most of the day uh in the ukraine as uh, driving through and um I, you know, I, I just, I, I, you know, I wish I could show people and they will, they'll see like a uh, video and, and things as I, uh, as I get back and I'm able to post it, but it's so much different than what I think people uh, would, would imagine. And uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll give you an example, right? I, I spoke to a woman this morning I interviewed her and she came from Kiev, which of course is the, the capital. And she just got in yesterday and she's with a 12 year old daughter and they got a little dog named Lady, where it looks like Toto, right? and uh, and she came out of Kiev, and she kind of, you know, tied it all together for me and, and things that I've been hearing the last couple of days, or um, I, I may even falsely reported here by accident uh, about when the when the bombing started in, in Kyiv. And she really clarified it. Uh, and, uh, you know, also a gentleman uh, that I spoke to also did, but, but she, you know, she did it on, on recording and on tape and basically like her journey started on, on Thursday morning or 4, uh, 4 a.m. Uh, February 24th. Right. That's when apparently the bombing started. If, uh, if you remember, I mentioned this woman, uh, Tatiana and she was, uh, and I, uh, I was confused to that. She was saying that it started Thursday morning four 4 a.m. And then somebody else said Thursday morning for 4, 4 a.m. The Thursday morning they're talking about is February 24th. And, that's when it started happening. So when she started hearing in the distance, bombing and she's there with her husband and, and her 12-year-old daughter, and, and they're hearing it, and they're saying, oh, wow, this, don't tell me this is it. And, and they, they decided this is probably it. This is the, this is the Russian bombing, And they were trying to figure out how close they were, and, uh, and she kind of goes through, you know, in, in broken English, of course, but she goes through the, uh, the experience Now they have stayed there the whole time. They have stayed there the whole time, and now two days ago, uh, it was decided that she had to get out. So you know where I don't even know what date. To be honest with you, it's March um, something, right? And uh, so it's it's less than uh, I I don't know how many uh, how many days uh, ago. I don't even know how many days ago that is. But she she took off for this Polish border town, and I'll get you the town tomorrow. Um, it's you know very close to uh, to the Ukraine border, uh, and she drove up with. Uh, well, first of all, the the interesting thing, and and again, I don't want to you know sound like I'm uh, going against the spin of Zelensky, who's been great and all of that, and the spin again uh, that everyone else is using. But uh, she was escorted out of Kiev by Russians, by the Russian soldiers. And, uh, peacefully, you know, uh, and her and her daughter, uh, met up with her, her mother and, uh, and father and sister. And then they had another, uh, a woman and a, another daughter and they drove from the outskirts of Kiev two days ago, uh, 20 hours and two days straight through to get to this border town. I don't, I don't know if people are, are following me, but the, the good news of course, is that they got out safely, um. The illuminating, illuminating part uh, for me is that she's one of, you know, four or five different people who said that the Russian troops are the ones who escorted them out of peace. Now, it, you know, it hit me as she's saying this, and she hates the Russians. You'll, you'll hear it in, in her videotape, and I'll, I'll feature it somewhere. Um, and she despises the Russians. She blames the whole people for, uh, for Putin, and not just Putin, but the Russian people. But if you think about it, of course, the good news is that they, she got out of there safely, and her, her daughters here. The the terrible news is that that's the capital of Ukraine, and the Russians, the Russian soldiers, are escorting these people out of the city uh, to get them out. Now that's terrible because that would, have, and again, I'm not a military person. I'm no no expert on the military. Uh, and I don't know what's being reported back there. Like you said, I've been here for a week and I haven't listened or watched uh, of American media. But does that indicate that the, the Russians are completely in control of Kiev, their, their capital city? And if, uh, if, if it is, and, and if I'm telling you late news, then, uh, then forgive me because I don't know what, what's going on there. But it, it was a, she said it matter, matter of factly. So did a man yesterday. Uh, that his uh, his wife and his daughter were, uh, were were brought here, and they and I said, well, "How did they get out of the city?" They said, "Well, the the Russians escorted them out." Now there there's a there's a lot there, you know. There, if you think about it, the other thing is the fact that they they traveled 20 hours, uh, two separate days to get out to this area. I said, "Did you see any Russian troops the uh, the whole time that you did that trip?" And, and she said, "No, not at all. Just uh, Ukrainian troops." Now I could say for these last several days, <clears throat> I couldn't count you how many times I've been in and out of the Ukraine, and I'm hugging this uh, this Poland border, the Polish border, with the Ukraine, and I am driving in and out of uh, in and out of the Ukraine as if it's you know Nassau and Suffolk County, as, as if it's uh, you know Rocky Point and Sound Beach, if it's Brentwood and Bayshore. So I'm I'm traveling through there, uh, in this very rural area and, uh, and I'm driving and driving for hours and the only troops that I see, uh, or that I run into are Ukrainian troops. Uh, And fortunately, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I could always uh, stumble across now. It would indicate to me, and again, I'm just trying to use logic, my own logic. There's no book on this, or there's no book that I've read on this. or no class, uh, it, it would indicate to me. That, uh, that, th- that the Russians are really just in the major cities and that they're ignoring any of the rural areas. And if you think about it, it would make an awful lot of sense because there's not a lot going on here. So, you know, a lot of people are saying re- here, meaning in the, in the rural areas. Uh, you know, I walked into a, a store, and if I'm repeating myself from yesterday, I know actually I think it was this morning, but I, I walked into a, a store in the Ukraine and, and just about everything was off the shelf. And, uh, you know, I, I asked the guy if I could take pictures and he said, no, not like this." Uh, and he had broken English, you know, but he had some English and he said, no, don't take it like this. And he was depressed because everything's off the shelf and there's, uh, there's hardly anybody in his neighborhood. And as you drive up and down the block, you see just intact houses, you know, nice intact houses, rural area, uh, suburban area, um, just like you would see in Manorville or, or in Deer Park or North Babylon, I, and you're, you're seeing this, but for the most part, no activity. And it's like everyone just left their their home exactly the way, the, the way they were. And they think, uh, well, I don't know, what, I can't say what they think, but, uh, but on, on a certain block, for example, I only saw lights in, in two houses. And, and it looked like the twilight zone. It? it looked like, you know, what happened to all of these people? What, you know, where did everybody go? What, what's happening? And the, the fact is that in most parts of the Ukraine, other than, I guess, major cities, um, key city for the uh, key cities for the, uh, uh, for the Russians, um, the, the war has not gotten here yet other than the refugee situation. Uh, you know, I I dozed off on the Ukrainian side, and and if you could think of like from my standpoint, how how creepy this was. I, I'm I'm there. It's like pitch black, and I was just exhausted, and I was trying to get to my next location over the the Polish border. I had no no reception at this point, and it was a, it was after we spoke last night, and and I just dozed off, and when I woke up, somebody tapped or slapped my car, and when I woke up and I, and, and I don't even know how long I was sleeping, there were troops. Right. And they in, in front of me, there's like eight troops. And this is in the woods, uh, in a, in a residential area, but really in, in like a wooded residential area. And there's eight troops in front of me, uh, walking and it kind of casually walking, no helmets, but guns. And I look in my, I look in my mirror and there's, there's another 10 or 15 troops coming. And for a moment, I don't know if this sounds creepy or, or scary, but it scared the hell out of me. For a moment, I thought it was a Russian troop, and my heart was in my my hands, and I said, my God, and I'm trying to think of what I'll, what I'll say or what they'll say. I have a press pass on my dashboard, and I have one around my neck, and uh, and and finally, you know, someone uh, said something to me, and I realized it was the Ukraine, and they've been great. You know, I, I run into hundreds and hundreds of Ukrainians, uh, troops. I have no idea what they're doing up there, but again, I'll go with logic. Uh, they don't have helmets on. They have guns, but they don't have helmets on. They they looked like they were strolling. They looked like they were they were heading somewhere. Um, guy, uh, when he realized I was uh, English speaking, he brought another man over to uh, to speak to me, and he said, "You know, what are you doing here?" And, and I said, "Well, I was driving through. I'm kind of lost. And he, he said, "Where are you Where are you going to?" And I said, "The Polish border to go all He said, "The border." And he indicated that I was like way off the border and he said, well, don't go this way. We're going this way, go that way or that way. And he pointed to two different areas and he said, really go that way or that way and he pointed to two, you know, directions. And I said, yeah, no problem. And, and I, I headed out from there. And, and again, I even, even at that point, my heart, my heart was shaking. I, I, I mean, I was, uh, my whole body was shaking. I'm thinking, my God, what a way to wake up. And, uh, you know, you're in a strange area, you know, you're exhausted. I, I'm a little under the weather yesterday and the day before today, you're a little better. And, uh, and and you know, it's, it's a war going on. And all of a sudden, soldiers, you know, guys with guns are marching through. But then when logic hits, uh, you know, I think to myself, um, and, and again, maybe I'm completely wrong, that as long as these guys didn't have helmets on, as long as these guys didn't, I could be completely wrong. I, but uh, but it's probably an indication that that they don't feel that the Russians are anywhere that close to here, so having said that, going back to uh, you know the woman driving twenty hours, she drove twenty hours. And think of how far, twenty hours right in and, and a small country, twenty hours from Kiev, the capital, to the border, um, unmolested, uh, you know, completely unstopped, and uh, in two days, this group of people stop. And by the way, her husband was with her for the trip up to the border. He went back. She explained that, uh, that he's never held a gun. So they're showing him how he's, he's back here. He's back in the Ukraine and, and they're showing him how to shoot a gun. And uh, I said, what did he do for a living? And, and she said, he's got a little business and, uh, he sells uh, chemicals to, to businesses or uh, something. Along, but she said, he's never shot a gun. And, um, and, and so anyway, so they're here safely. The other, I think the heartbreaking part about that, and I kind of, I I'll close with, with that on this story. But um, she says, uh, well, in a few days, this will all be over. And then my daughter, and she had a daughter, you know, like embracing a daughter, and they had a little dog waiting um, their, in their lap. And she said, in a couple of days, we'll go back and, and everything will be fine. And I thought, um, it, lady, I, I, I hate to tell you. Uh, you and your uh, your your two friends here, yeah, I, I don't think you're gonna see home for a very very long time It's terrible but um you know that's that's what she's she's under the impression that she's going home and uh, that everything's gonna be normal i i don't i don't know how that would ever be the case
0: no no, i i think the fight the big fight is about to happen uh, relatively shortly uh, the capital city where this woman came from uh they're moving a little closer the ukrainian army from what we see again we're, we could only report what we see on on the major news coverage i think what you're giving us is, is such a, a human element of what's occurring on the ground and what it's like to be in the middle of a war and and how you have to deal with that you know i'm kind of curious when you came across the Ukrainian soldiers. Um, was there interest in you as an American? Did you show them the American passport?
1: Uh, no, I, I, I've had to show my American passport to soldiers uh, several times, but not these guys in particular. I just showed the press pass. Uh, no, and, and the, the other thing is, is that it's, it's, very easy, it's very easy to get into the border, much easier than, than uh, I, I may have indicated the first time around because I, I didn't know I was going for border crossing. I don't go through border crossings anymore. I just, I, I cross over on my own. Um, they don't have the troops here to block and think about it. Why would they block? Why would they block anyone from, uh, from coming in? Um, people, nobody's coming into their Ukraine. I'm coming into the, uh, it's, it's not like I have a lot of competition to get over these lines. I'm for the most part on a lot of these long drives inside of Ukraine. It's just me on the road. It's a very, uh, you know, it's a very um, dark and creepy uh, route. And what what I started doing, and if I've mentioned this before, I think it's worth repeating, is that every once in a while when I'm driving, because of course anything can happen anytime it's a country at war, I'll, I'll roll down the window and I'll listen to see if anything's going on. Like if I could hear some kind of, um, uh, uh, you know, in some kind of banging or whatever. I think I told you I heard sirens. I heard a siren, and then uh, you know, and I was uh, averted. And the uh, Ukrainian army told me to go another way. Uh, and and when I asked, uh, you know, somebody up the road, and when after like retreating or whatever you call it, um, uh, what was going on? And they said rumors. It was just rumors. Don't know. The, I, I took that to be rumors of something uh, supposed to happen, and it, it didn't happen. Um, but so I listen, and, and also I'm watching. I'm watching for some kind of illumination going on and and you know quite frankly i would go i don't want to drive my wife crazy if she's listening but i but if i see illumination i i assume that it would be it would be firefighting and it would be whatever and, and quite frankly i at this point i would drive you know towards that and try to get there um and, and see what it is i mean of course the uh, report on it and, and obviously not get so close where i'm going to get my head blown off but um you know I, you know it sounds dark it sounds terrible but um, you know, you find yourself when you when you um looking and almost being hopeful that you see some kind of thing, uh, and and having nothing to do with wishing any ill will on on anybody on the ground, but um, just to kind of uh, you know get to the bottom of it. Uh, you know, I've thought about uh, you know, do I go into tea? Do I uh, do I you know attempt to to try to figure it out? I'll I'll have to think like and you know like today. Uh, well, I should say today and tomorrow, I'm gonna, uh, I need to get interviews uh, and really concentrate on getting some uh, real coherent interviews. I got a million, one little liners, and people uh, begging off. I got a million things like that. I have very long, I mean, I have very few short interviews. And really, that's what I, I wanted to come here for, to kind of document what was going on with the, the refugees. And, and I've been delinquent in that because I've been driving around so much and talking to a million different people. See, I got a million different things to tell you. It's just, it, you know, the, the whole idea of, of what this is like is, is what I've, I'm trying to get, get across to people. It's not the Wild West. It's, for me, anyway, where I am. The war has not gotten here yet. Uh, intensifying, for sure. Like, on the Polish side, you could, uh, you could sense that, that, uh, that people are losing patience, especially with the Belarus nationals. Um, more and more of that is, uh, is going on. And I, I assume just because they're pro Putin or they're pro, um, Russian, but nobody at this point wants to hear it. Uh, it's a very heartbreaking situation. Um, and you know, after I get some interviews, I'll figure out what to do. Maybe, maybe I'll get into Belarus. Um, I'll, I'll uh, try to figure out from there and then, and then get an exit plan to, you know, to come back. I, I've got a family and I got a, a wife I love and I want to get, I want to get back there. Um, but, uh, really it's, uh, it's, it's, been flying with, uh, or you know, flying without a, a map, or uh, traveling without a map, gorilla travel, and um, and uh, you know, really just doing it all on on the fly, uh, having no idea what I'm doing, and just, just figuring it out. And, and I'm I'm so glad I've done it.
0: Again, providing such a uh, uh, a person on the ground uh, method in terms of telling us exactly what's happening out there. I know I'm getting a lot of uh, uh, responses because uh, you've really been on almost every day that you've been there. Not almost there; you've been on every day. And uh, again, that's that's uh, uh, been so so valuable. You know, 30 seconds left. Um, do you do you feel the Ukrainian army? Now you have spoken to them. Do You think they're up to the task? I know I'm not giving you a lot of time, but just your impression of them. Can they do this?
1: Uh, they can. I, I just don't know what's true and what's not true. Um, you know, as Sean Hannity and I know Jay Oliver bring up uh, quite a bit about this 40 this forty mile convoy or whatever. Uh, nobody brings it up here. I don't even know that that, that exists. Uh, if that was there, I think these guys would be all by uh, Kiev and everything else. So I just don't know what's true and, and what's not. Um, if, uh, if if that's not happening, uh, it's going to be a, a game of, of keep away and survive. And, and, until uh, something happens, but I, I, I don't. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I don't think there's a happy ending. And, and again, most people think. And I'll close with this: most people think that the, the war continues, and the nightmare only ends with the death of Putin. And, and that would mean that somebody close to Putin uh, kills Putin.
0: Right, well, once again, Frank McKay on the ground over there in Ukraine, here for LI News Radio. Frank, be safe, my friend. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, Tom. Start spreading okay. the news. Everybody have a good day, safe day, happy day. See you all tomorrow.